0: When your child comes out as LGBTQ, you need a place to find the right tools to help you and your child thrive. This is the podcast you need. Hi, my name is Jenny Hunter and I am an advanced certified faith-based family coach. And I have coached over 10,000 hours helping families with LGBTQ children become healthy, thriving families. Jenny, welcome back. Oh, I am talking about one of my favorite things to talk about today. And that is love. I love love because I love love because I love to feel love. And um, the tool I'm going to teach you today is kind of one of my favorite tools and probably one of the most life-changing tools I had um, in all my relationships. And, you know, it's so fun. I just went out to lunch with some three of my girlfriends. Um, It was one of their birthdays. And oh. I was getting my haircut and I was an hour late. I felt horrible, right? Like it was one of those moments where, like, you just couldn't, you just kind of saw like the train wreck of what was going to happen. And they were so gracious, thank goodness. And so I apologize to all of them. (laughs) They know who they are. That made, I just, it was such a horrible thing, but they are, they gave me such grace and so much love. And we had such a lovely lunch. And what I walked away from was like, we are so grateful like, it's so great that we are able to interact and that Heavenly Father gave us this like great opportunity to connect with each other emotionally, spiritually, like we just fill each other up when we feel connected. And, you know, it's not all these women I loved, like before I had lunch with them, but really like it just gave me further evidence of like how important it is to feel love for other people and to create love in the world. And, you know, like we kind of, we all sharing um, our life and what was happening and, you know, we all have crazy going on. Right. And what is just the common denab- denominator is like, like life is just going to be hard a lot of the times, but like our relationships um, supporting each other is really what makes the difference in our relationship. So, what I'm going to talk about today is lovability. And everybody wants to feel lovable, right? We want to feel like people think we're lovable. We want to feel lovable. We want to feel love for other people. And I see this as a common problem with a lot of parents of LGBTQ kids, because usually when your child is going, coming out, um, I honestly have not coached a family that their child is not also having some depression or anxiety. And generally, when you have depression and anxiety, I'm not saying all the time, but 99% of the time, that person will not always be acting in a lovable way. Will not be giving that outside that easy to love, right? And so learning this tool is the game changer for feeling love for your child, for filling grace for your child. And what it is is like I want you to think about the last time that you felt lovable. Like what was happening for you? Like why? what were you thinking? What was the circumstance? Okay? And you got it and I okay, I bet you went to, oh, somebody, like my husband took me out to dinner or somebody, my kid said, you're such a great mom. And I want you to realize like that was amazing that, that happened. But every time you felt lovable, it isn't because of what they did. It was what you were thinking about, like what you made their actions and their words mean. So it was your capability of filling love. It was not their capability of giving love. So it was your love ability. See the difference there? It's your ability to feel love. So you don't need to become a different person. To become more lovable and increase your lovability, you know, like um, when I f- first start working with um, clients, they're like, you know, I just, I I have all these old thoughts or old patterns I want to change because I want, you know, it everybody easier to love me. And you being loved is nothing about you. It's about the person loving you. So your lovability has to do with the other person's capability to love you and it's not the other way around. So say if your parents didn't love you, it wasn't, it was because they didn't have the capability to fully love you. Your lovability is absolute. So if you aren't feeling love for somebody, it's a reflection on you, not on the other person. So if you were not feeling love from somebody, It is their inability to feel love and it's your inability to feel love, okay? It's each of our our capabilities. So the same is true for the reverse. If like you were loved tremendously as a child, it's an indication, it's not an indication of that person loving, not you. You are as lovable as the person's ability to love, okay? So the only thing that could change how much someone loves you is their ability, their decision and their capability to love you. And it's your ability to feel that love. So we each create love or feel love. So I want you to totally relax. You are as lovable as you ever will be. Like you're infinitely lovable and you always happen. You always will be like, you think about that little baby and like, there's nothing more precious than a newborn, right? Like that is pureness and love and that is who you are and you have not changed. You just have changed how you think about yourself. And so your capability changes for you to feel love. So people loving you doesn't come from how good people are at the skill of loving. It comes from their capability to express love. So the myth number one is, the lovability myth number one is how people treat you as proof of how lovable you are. And. That is a myth because how people treat you is a reflection of how they feel about themselves. It is not a reflection of what you deserve, um, what, you know, you, I mean, everybody should be treated wonderfully, but our inability to treat other people wonderfully is our limitations, okay? Myth number two, you can control how others feel about you by your words and your actions. That, like, if you say a certain thing, that you're be lovable. Um, And we get this really, myth belief from as a child, where like, if we're good, our parents will love us. But how people view you has everything to do, once again, with their capability to see your worth. Your worth is a hundred percent and it doesn't change with your words or your actions or how somebody treats you. It's just their ability to see it and to act out on love. Myth number three, other people create your feelings. If people treat me loving, then I will feel lovable. You create your own feelings. You create the feeling of love for yourself. Other people don't create that love. Myth number four, the feeling of being lovable is created outside of myself. It's by people's words, by people's actions, by circumstances, by others. Love is always created inside. We are the creator inside by our thoughts and our thoughts create the feeling of love. Myth number five, Feeling lovable and loving others is hard work. I actually have come to find that be, love is the best feeling. It always wins. It is always the easiest one to go to. Um, it's just a habit. It's just a uh, ability of cap- cap- capability of, of doing it. Myth number six, I can't enjoy life until dot, 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 dot. Like until some, I can't love life until something happens. I can't. um, Love life until I lose 10 pounds. I can't love life until um, my son t- starts treating me better. I can't love life until me and my husband start getting along better. You just put in fill in the blank, but you can fill and enjoy life right now by creating love for the people in your life, for yourself, and for everybody around you. And myth number seven is I need to be around others in order to feel love and you know i found this to be true this myth of how wrong this myth is is like it is all about your relationship with yourself is the, the more you loved yourself, the greater love you can fill. And I found this when um, I moved from Atlanta to Florida and I moved from, you know, I had eight of my sisters living around me. Um, I had so many girlfriends in Atlanta. It was just a really full life. And then I moved to Florida. I had just had my fifth child. I had five kids under eight and my husband was gone. John was gone all the time working or at church and it was not a full life. And I remember thinking, oh, it's because I don't have my girlfriends. I don't have my sisters. And if I could replace all these people around me, then I will start feeling lovable and I'll start feeling how I want to about life. That did not happen. (laughs) People were not moving into the ward. I did not find my people for many years in Florida. And it was the best gift for me because I realized oh my gosh, I got to like improve my relationship with myself. I have to start liking Jenny. Like it's not going to, the validation that I'm lovable is not going to come from outside of me. I had to really slow my brain down and really start creating a relationship with myself that I like myself that, and I was alone a lot with the kids and it was such a hard, good lesson for me to learn. And I learned, it was so much easier to love myself and to give myself grace. And that time period, I think, made a big part of who I am as a coach because it really taught me about how much power I had in my own life and how to create the emotions I wanted. And so, you know, that is what I realized is like we are a reflection of what we bring into every relationship is a reflection of our relationship with ourself, okay? Okay. And I'm going to tell you um, seven tenets of the reflections we bring into relationship. And these are seven things we work on and lift it together. In fact, we're focusing all of this on October. Um, and we create a workbook and we really go d- deep into how to um, feel more lovable, how to increase our livability, how to feel more love. And the first tenet is every relationship Every first reflection is every relationship in your life is a reflection of the relationship you have with yourself. So if you have a low relationship with yourself, a negative relationship with yourself, that is what you're going to bring into every relationship. So you have to start with self. Um, The second reflection is what you bring to a relationship is what you will experience in that relationship. So what you believe about yourself, you project onto other people, you bring your relationship with the past into each new encounter. So you really are like, you know, and we see this all the time where people get divorced and then they're like on their third, fourth marriage, right? Because the circumstance might change, the person might change, but they're the same person and bringing the same baggage into their relationship. And so that's why like you know, when I'm coaching you on your marriage, like there are some times where it's you know you need to leave a marriage, but I never have. I never coach you to leave a marriage until you could really love the other person, because then you are free from that baggage and you're able to go cleanly into your next relationship. Okay, the third reflection is what you think when you think something is missing in a relationship. You are creating that missing link, so you need to really ask your questions what am I not being? What am I not giving? What am I not hearing? What am I not doing? Because if I want to be loved as I am, I have to be willing to love others as they are. And Lewis Hay said that. If I want to be loved as I am, I have to be willing to love others as they are. So it's really the moat in the eye. Like if you're feeling like something's missing in a relationship with somebody, a friend or your spouse, that is something to work on first. The next reflection is no one can love you more than you love yourself. This is so true. Um, if you won't love yourself, others will, will love you, but you have such a difficult time seeing it, believing it, trusting it, and feeling it. So the, really the way you treat yourself is how you think others treat yourself too. I This is just a truth I have found over and over again. The next reflection is the more you love yourself, the more you recognize how you are loved. Um, You look for your lovability in others, but you can't find it because you won't see it in yourself. So if you won't love yourself, you will always feel like others won't love you enough. Like you have the, I call it a hole. Like um, you have such a hole to fill that no matter how much other people um, do, you can't recognize it because you really have to start with yourself. And the last one is, the more you love yourself, the more you're able to love others. The more lovable you feel, the more love you bring to every relationship. When relationships get difficult, your self-love helps you to really hold that space so you won't escalate it or get defensive in that situation. And the fruits of not loving yourself is like the opposite of feeling love is you become more critical. um, You accuse others of not loving you. Um, the harder you make it for people to love you, you you try to control your relationships, you test other people's love, um, you complain (laughs) more about your relationship, um, you have fear in your relationship, you might try to be more independent, defensive as protection, and you try to change other people. So nobody wants any of those things in it, right? And so we want to be in order to like, feel the opposite, you have to create this 100% love for yourself. And like I said, I talked about um, when I did this, when um, kind of I was stripped away from all the validation and all the people who made me, who I thought made me feel lovable. And my understanding of why I felt love and happiness in my life was because of the people around me. And I did not realize like it really was my relationship with me and how I felt about myself. And when I didn't have other people Creating that for me, I had to really learn how to create it for myself. And so, cultiv- cultivating your lovability skill—really, um, you stop like delegating the job of loving yourself to others. Taught you to you about how I did that. Um, you get really good about articulating your needs. You practice like self-love with your thoughts. You really get to know yourself. Like you kind of start dating yourself. And I had lots of time. I told you to do that, which was really great for me. And you're really good about self-compassion versus self-judgment. And you kind of question yourself, how do you make it hard for yourself to feel love? Like, you know, like one of my things is um, when I get angry at my husband, like I stop talking to him, right? (laughs) And he hates that. And so, if you like, these are the things like, if you're not feeling love, you got to ask yourself, what am I not being? What am I not giving? And what am I not receiving? You are what are, are you being love? Are you giving love? Are you receiving love? It is your capability. And so, you really have to create a new lens with how you like look at every day. Um, because And I saw this with one of my clients where she, um, you know, she thought that she was so unlovable because of the number on the scale. And then her child came out, right? And so she's like, I've never been confident. I never felt love. And now I just feel like there's no way that I will ever feel good about my life because of the circumstance. And so we just started with like this one thought every day, like what, what is one way life is already loving me? And we just changed that lens. And what she saw is like the universe, God, like love didn't stop. She just had blockings that she couldn't see it. And when you take off that lens of like really understanding, like I am the creator of love. Love is because of how I think about myself and how I think about others. Like if I can't enjoy another person, it's not because they're toxic or they're hard to be with. And yes, there are some people that you have to kind of limit yourself around because they are going, they have some mental issues. Um, But still, even those people, I think you can create love, right? And, you know, I'm sure like there are some extremes where it's going to take the atonement and a lot of work to do and maybe years before you can feel love. But, you know, I had a really good friend and um, she was um, my mother-in-law's friend. And she was saying, I was talking to her about like her, Getting baptized and joining the church. And she was telling me that um, she was sexually abused by her father growing up. And she said, It was so amazing that once I really understood love and I got baptized and I took that covenant with the Lord, I was so able to forgive him because I saw him in a new lens. Um, I no longer carried that baggage. Like I saw him in a different way. And so I was able to create love for him, not, you know, like forgetting, like she still had boundaries, but she said it was the best gift because she was no longer punishing herself with not feeling love for her father. And that was such an extreme case. And I was so impressed and she was just, she made it sound so simple and I had many conversations with her and it really came back to how much she loved herself because she finally understood her divinity and who she was and it had nothing to do with the horrible things her father did. Um, It didn't change her divinity. It didn't change who she was and she was able to see herself as God sees her And that gave her the capability that grew her capability to feel love and then to give love, right? And to give love and grace to her father. And so you will have times where your LGBTQ child will feel difficult to love. I have done that myself and it wasn't because they were doing it wrong. It was because what I was making their words, their actions mean, and my ability to love them. And I think one of the best gifts that I have learned in this journey of being a parent of LGBTQ child is learning to love in those hard moments, learning to love when they are doing things that I don't agree with, learning to love and see them and give them grace. And that's a gift for them, but really it's a gift for yourself. And so if you want to increase your lovability, if you want to feel more love, if you want to be able to give more love, hire a coach, come work with me, find somebody to help you with your belief system about yourself and about other people. Because you and you grow your capability of loving you, you grow your capability of loving all mankind. And it is the best feeling. Love always wins. Love always feels the best. All right. Thanks for being with me today. Go love on somebody hard because it will be the best gift for you. And I love you. Thank you for letting me love you in such a way, because honestly, I'm imagining all of you and I feel so much love for you and I'm so thankful for you. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Where have you found the support that your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for Christian LGBTQ families come check out the coaching community, Lifted It Together with Jenny Hunter. In our community, you will find a safe space to process all the emotions and all the things that you need to find the support that you will need to help your child thrive. You will find it in private coaching, group coaching, and I have created hours of content just for you. When you are ready to thrive as a family, please come check out liftedtogether.com slash membership.